I forget who else. I forget who else was on there, but there was one time where, and I forget who was being interviewed, but it was like one time where some bald guy just comes out of the floor and like attacks the interviewee, like in the middle of like him answering a question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, it was the funniest I have thing. Never seen this. Ever. Highly the, recommend. It, it's on Adult. What's it called? It's on Adult Swim. The Eric Andre show. Yeah, highly recommend. It's on Adult Swim. You know? Do you know what Adult Swim is? Yeah. They have like fifteen minute shows. Like that's kind of like their shtick. Like most of their shows are only fifteen minutes long. So he has this. He's had this talk show on it for a while. And I heard. I I heard him interviewed. I forget where it was, but I heard him interviewed, and I heard that he had filmed the movie, and they were talking about how he had finished it before. Um, quarantine like before COVID oh yeah 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 and that uh, and they were talking about how funny it was and that it was going to be coming out yeah soon and I was like oh man I can't imagine the shit he must have did for a movie god yeah because like he can fly under the ra- a lot of people don't know who he is so he flies under the radar a lot and he can get away with this stuff oh like, totally that's the problem I think that's why um, Sasha Baron Cohen had to come up with this whole different idea for the new Borat because he became so recognizable. Did yep. you hear about the new yeah. Borat movie? I did hear about it. I don't know much about it, though. So, the premise, I heard that the premise is, like, after the first movie, he becomes successful and recognizable. <laughs> so, he's Borat, but he pretends to be somebody else, but he's Borat pretending to be somebody else. So, it's like Inception. <laughs> it's like, he's doing a character inside a character. Like, oh, wow. So, that's why, like, he, there was a few months ago, there was a story about how he had infiltrated this conservative rally. Did you hear about that? No. He had this, he was dressed up as this redneck band. Oh, jeez. And they donated money to this conservative uh, pack that was supporting Trump. And they were yeah. having a big rally. Oh, my gosh. It was like the beginning of COVID. And he, he, they showed up as this redneck band, and he was—he had the beard and everything, and the Confederate flag on his on his vest, and oh my god! And they, and they brought their own security, and they set up the stage, and they introduce them, and they start playing, and they just start singing these crazy songs, like about how uh, Obama gave everyone COVID, and like all this crazy <laughs> stuff. And at first, the crowd's into it. And then after a while, they got the songs are getting crazier and crazier. So after a oh. while, they realize it's a goof. Oh yeah, and they start to try to stop him, but they <laughs> they brought their own security, so their security's keeping them away. And nice. they keep going for like a couple more songs, and then finally they figured out how to pull the they pulled the electricity on him, and. They didn't realize that it was Sasha Baron Cohen at first, and then they did. So they all were looking for him because they were going to beat him up. Oh! So security, they like hustled him in a van and fucking drove the hell out of there. Oh yeah, I mean. Oh my god! But he got apparently the footage he got is like insane, and it's going to be in this movie. And Amazon bought the movie, so the movie's coming out before the election because. Oh, sick! Uh, it's got Mike Pence. Do you remember the first one had this crazy long title? It was like Bull- I forget the name, but I have to look it up. But it it, it, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's a weird. So yeah, the it's new long. one has a crazy long title too, and it's got something to do with Mike Pence in it. So. <laughs> Oh, my God. And I heard that he duped, like, all these new people, and, like, a lot of them are really pissed off. Oh, they, yeah. Now they know that it's going to be coming out. Well, didn't he... Who was it in the last movie? Was it Paula Abdul or was it J-Lo? 
that he got. Oh, that was the Bruno movie, J Lo, oh, where she was... sits on the Mexican. Where she sits on the Mexican dude. No, I've only seen parts of Bruno. Oh my I, god, I can't see the whole duel. It's like you're watching it and you can't stop it. It's like, oh my god, this is not happening. But like, you know about like the Bruno character. Oh, right? I do. Yeah. So he's like telling Paul Abdul that this is like the newest thing. Like he has a Mexican chair. Yeah. And it's like a, a, she, a Mexican like, person. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, let's talk about your work with humans and. And like your your work with the less fortunate, and there's this Mexican dude on the ground, like a chair, and she's sitting on his back, and he's sitting on the Mexican too. Oh no! And she she just acts like it's a normal interview. And she he's like, so tell me about that's that's a problem. Tell me about your work with the less fortunate, fortunate, and she's like. I, you know, I love working with the less fortunate. And she's sitting on, like, a On, on a Mexican dude, On a yeah. Mexican dude. It oh, was guy, so funny and horrible. That guy is such a goddamn genius. He really like, is. He, he really is. So, he he's just, brilliant. Um, he gets it on such a level that, like, most people don't even get it. Like, right. anything he's ever done is so goddamn funny. Have you ever seen a Dolly G show? And all no, that? not yet, man. See, I that's a little that. before your time, too. You gotta go watch it, man. It... It was on HBO. Well, he did the show in England before HBO bought it. Yeah. And uh, he, he it was just all these different characters. And one of them was Ali G, one of them was Borat, and one of them was Bruno. Yeah. And HBO bought it, and he did a couple seasons for HBO. This was before any of the movies. And it is so goddamn funny, man. Oh, and he man. interviews all these people, like Andy Rooney, like all these people. Do you know, he what? turned down um, Bohemian Rhapsody. What was the name well, of that no, movie? No, he was, he was going to do it. The Queen movie. The Queen, Queen movie. Like years and years prior. He was initially going to do it. Yep. And the band wanted to do a more sanitized version of, like a more PG-13 version of Freddie Mercury's Life, where Sasha yeah. Cohen wanted to do like the raw a shit. dark, like rated R, yeah. like yeah. really, you know, <laughs> like a Ray or a Walk the Line, like a really dark biopic about like the person. Right. And... and Queen, I guess, didn't want to do that because yeah. they're trying to protect their image or whatever. And I mean, I guess they were right because look how much money they made. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> but his version would have been amazing. Sure. Amazing, yeah. Yeah. Because he does look like him, and he could. He I would... remember when they first said it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Like that would have been it. perfect. And totally. he's tall and he's lanky. Yeah. Like, yeah. He could pull off a mustache. Absolutely. So, yeah. so the first one was called Borat: Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan. Amazing. Oh my god. That was the first one, and now so the second one has a crazy title too. Oh I lord. Read it the other day, and I was laughing so hard. All right. Um... Borat subsequent movie film. The <laughs> delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make benefit once glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Oh, God. No, I think it's also different. known as Borat 2. Yeah, I think it's different because I remember seeing something. They might have changed it because I remember seeing something with Mike Pence's name in it. Oh, man. <laughs> Look at that smile. Look at those eyes. He's just like, I know, I'm the, the man. Best. Motherfucker. <laughs> Is he still married to that pretty redhead chick? Mm-hmm. Isla Fisher? Is that her name? Isla Fisher, yeah. She's so pretty. Yeah, Borat subsequent movie film. That's she was also. You know where I, you know where I found out about Isla Fisher from was from uh, Hot Rod. She's so Andy good in Hot Rod. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh my god. And she's the crazy girl. In, I love that uh, movie. She's the crazy girl in Wedding Crash. That's right. Uh-huh. That's true. Oh god, Hot, Hot Rod. Rod! Oh my god, Hot Rod's one of our favorite movies. Mine too. So oh underrated. god, it is so friggin' unexpectedly funny. Oh god, like you rock, you sit down, you're like, all right, let's see yeah. where I this also takes know how you, to party. and it's so fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, when I was when I was 
just starting out high school, I was doing, I was on the cross country team and our coach was in, it was like asking everybody, like going around saying like, Oh, uh, tell us your name, your class and something about yourself. And then we would all go around and like, like we had this one Asian kid say like, Oh, I'm Patrick. I'm Asian. Like that was his fun fact. Uh, this one kid. And I like computers. No, that wasn't, it wasn't like that. But then like, I, it comes to me, Everyone was being funny, so the tone was funny. So I go like, "Hi, my name is Tony. I'm a freshman here, and I like to party." <laughs> and coach, Coach O'Brien, bless him, he was cracking up, and other people were cracking up too. Who had seen got the movie? The joke. It would have been great if someone else was like, "Oh, I people also got the joke." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, you know what? They uh, they didn't add on to it, but like, I, I got laughs. It did. So I so I don't think I ever told you this, but uh, a couple years ago, Andy Samberg made a movie called Pop Star. Yep. And he never plays, stop, it's never like stop, a goof yeah. on like Justin Bieber kind of, but it's yeah. called Never Stop, Never Stopping. It's, oh, it's so good. It didn't make any money, but it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and it's really the, good. one of the funniest like inside jokes in it is Bill Hader's character from Hot Rod is in it. Like he plays the same exact Dave? character. Dave? Yeah, I yeah, forgot. He's got where, the hair and everything. Where? Is it like a little cameo? Like I forgot it's all like about it. It's like a cameo. Yeah, oh, yeah. My and God. It's so funny because you see him and you're just like, holy shit. But goddamn, that movie is so funny. That is, my yeah. name is Dave. Um, ah, I have to make like a list for you of stuff that you should watch. Oh, I. So anyway, love it. so apparently it was a, it wasn't true. The original title that came out, they said it was going to be called Borat: Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice <laughs> Premier Michael Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> and apparently, that was a joke, and that the other one is the real title. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that What Is America show that he did like two years ago on Showtime? Oh, I didn't see it. So because he couldn't do these characters anymore, which is why I'm surprised he he did, which is why he's a genius, because he managed, he figured out a way to do a Borat sequel. But he did this show a couple years ago. Remember I showed you the clip with OJ when we were in the apartment when he's interviewing OJ? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, God damn it. He did this show called Who Is America on Showtime, and it's the same kind of premise he just had these new characters. One was like an Israeli commando. Oh. And like there were all these other characters. And he interviewed this congressman and had him like in his underwear, like with an assault rifle, like doing a <laughs> fake ad for guns. Like, and he, in the last episode, he interviews OJ and it is fucking hysterical. Oh no. And it was like six episodes and he did it like super secret and it wasn't promoted at all. And then all of a sudden one day he dropped it and everybody was like, holy shit. And it was, it's so funny, dude. I, it makes me wonder, like, how does he, like, orchestrate these things, like, He's to make so these things deceptive. happen? How does he do it? Like, I'm curious. Be, think about how much is involved. You have to be so smart, or you have to be surrounded by a lot of smart people. Yeah, oh, to yeah. To pull off all that stuff. He They created their own, like, charitable organization to, for that band. Yeah. Like, that was, so they, so this way, if the pack went and researched them, they wouldn't be able to find out that it was really Sasha Baron Cohen. Like, they right. had a website set up. They yeah. They had done, like, all of this shit just for a joke. Like, that is so genius. It really that is. is. <laughs> that is genius. It's awesome. It's so cool. I feel like I could do that. I don't feel like I'm a genius. I'm, I'm like, the total opposite. But I feel like, for a joke, think about it. If we called, like, Renix right now and said, be. make up a fake website... If I want to play a joke on someone, he would definitely do it. Yeah, but you have to, you have to be such a good actor, too, because... Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you're not. You are a good actor. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like... In general, you like, can't to break, pull this off. Like, you yeah, gotta, can't break character. Never, no, I'm not a good I've actor. I've never no. seen... No. You, Tony, some of these... 
some of these interviews he does, you watch him and you're just like, how does he not break? Like, people yell at him and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. And you, if you go on YouTube, they have all the old stuff on there. And I'm sure HBO's got a lot of that stuff, too, but they have, they have everything You're right. There. I would break in, like, two minutes. I'd just start he's laughing. Interviewing, he's doing Ali G, and he's interviewing Buzz Aldrin. And he's introducing him, and he goes, "Yo, I'm here with me main man Buzz Lightyear," and he keeps calling him Buzz Lightyear, <laughs> and Buzz Aldrin Buzz gets Lightyear. so pissed off. Oh my god, really? <laughs> and then he's talking to this uh, Buzz Lightyear. He's talking to this one guy who has something to do with veterans, and he's talking about vet. They're talking about veterans of the Vietnam War, and he thinks he's talking about veterinarians, and he's like, "Well, I don't understand. Why did they have so many sick dogs in Vietnam?" <laughs> and the guy's like, "What are you talking?" <laughs> and he didn't break at all. He, I've never seen a clip of him breaking character ever in oh, anything that he's done. And he's been doing this shit for, I mean, God, oh, well over 10 years. Because yeah, yeah. I remember, he, so he's in, the first time I ever saw him, he's in, what Madonna video is, in, is he in? You remember when Madonna hooked up with Guy Ritchie and she went to England and, and she pretended to be British in like the early 2000s? Yeah. She and she's had like a British accent, yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, that happens. <laughs> that, that happens. I forget what album it was when she put out an album uh-huh. around that time where she's in a limo. Maybe it's that music song, maybe. And 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 Sasha Baron Cohen's in the video as Ali G. Oh my god! But Ali G had only he'd only been doing it in England, so like nobody knew who the fuck. Nobody knew that it was like a, a real guy. Yeah, like, and that was like, and uh, he had like the show came over not long after that. Damn. That's hysterical. That is really cool. I like. I love how uh, that's how it started in. I, I, I never knew. It was just like, I mean, it had to have started in England because he's from England. But right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he used to do a show on one of the English stations and he was really popular in England. And uh, whoever from HBO f- discovered it and they, I think the first season is like a lot of the stuff that they just, from the English show. But then he did all new interviews when people are over here. And, oh, God, it's just so goddamn funny. Did I tell you that I played a prank on John the other day when he was at work? No. I did. I played a prank. Did I tell you, Mike? I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. It was really good. And I have to say, I didn't break character. I called him at work because I was just really bored. Yeah. And um, I asked for him. And they were like, oh, he's busy with a client right now. And I said... Oh, can you have him call me back? And I gave my phone number, but I gave my other number, my flip phone, because yeah. I don't think he knows that one. And they were like, what's your name? And I'm like, Jennifer. <laughs> and they're like, okay. So he called me back. By the way, you're recording this, right? Oh, yeah, totally. We're on live. Okay, so um, John is our guitar player yeah. in Carousella. So I call him at work, and he calls me back, rather. And he goes, hello, this is John from uh, the Wells Fargo Bank. He goes, how may I help you? Is this Jennifer? And I was like, yes, this is Jennifer. Thank you so much for calling me back. And, like, I put on, like, this whole fake accent. Oh, my gosh. And I said. Move your blooming ass. I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did a whole accent. And I said, I was wondering if I could inquire about a loan. I'm starting a business. Um, and I don't know who to talk to. And he goes, oh, yes, yes, talk to me. I can help you with that. I said, well, I don't know if I should make an appointment to come in because I'm not sure if it's legal or not. Oh, and what, he's what like, do do? okay. He was like so professional. And I said, I'm starting a dirty lingerie business. 
um, not necessarily oh, no. dirty, as more is in soiled panties. Oh, what? Uh, and yes, I went into this, this workplace. <laughs> And, but before I went into it, I said, is this a recorded line? And he goes, no. I'm like, all right. So it's dirty panties. And I was, and he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, so can I, can I do this? And he goes, what do you need the loan for? And I was like, fuck. And I'm thinking to myself, what would someone need a loan for to start a dirty panty line? I'm like, computers, recruitment, that sort of nature. And he's like, Okay, oh, he's yeah. like, well, sure. He goes, let's make an appointment. And I said, I just have to tell you, are you in a band? And he's like, yeah, uh-huh. And I was like, is it cool, Carousella? And he goes, oh. you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you fucking bitch, you oh, bitch. Gosh. And he goes, I'm sitting here sweating. I don't know what to do with yeah. this person. It was so funny. It yeah. was hysterical. And I was very proud of myself because I didn't I kept in the character. Yeah. But I have to say, he was very professional. And I said to him, like, you were so professional. He goes, I've been doing this a long time, Gary. He's like, <laughs> I've heard a lot of crap. So yeah. yeah so now cool. sometimes I'll text him and he's at work and I'll say, How's work going? And he goes, Well, I haven't got any prank calls today. Everything's good. <laughs> I wish I got prank calls at work. I haven't got one yet. Not yet? Not yet, no. I feel like it's been a, a bit of a lost art now. Like, yeah. I, I, I agree. Because like you used to be able to get away with it. So like crank. Star 6-2, bro. You know? Yeah. My friends and I would call on three-way the operator. Like, I would call the operator, and then she would call the operator, and then the operators would answer at the same time. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's smart. And then they talk to each other. So I was a kid. They like, used I was to do, five. They used to do this one on Howard Stern where they would call they, they would call one pizza place, and or no, they would do it to Chinese places. They would call one Chinese place, and then they would call another Chinese place, and they would have the Chinese people talk to each other, and, like, they would be reading each other the same order, and then they would, like... <laughs> When they would be like, well, where do you want it delivered to? And they'd be like, what are you talking about? I bring you food. And they'd be like, no, I bring you food. And they would start <laughs> arguing with each other. <laughs> what <are> y'all dress? <laughs> <laughs> I, had a, I had a Chinese delivery person, like, because I didn't have a credit card, just drive off with my food. They just left? Just left. What? Yeah. It was weird. Like, I guess they didn't read the fine print. Not that I could. It was in Chinese. But, um... <laughs> you had to, like, show them the car? Something. something. It was some weird thing. I was in college, and I was just, like, was it was, like, late at night. I was ordering... I didn't, hadn't eaten that day, or dinner yet. And I ordered it. Comes through. And I go out and get it. And I don't have the proper payment. And the food's right there. And I'm telling them, I'll, I'll get money. And they're just like, nah. I'm fucked off. Oh, my God. And they just left just with left food? Left with my wow. food, yeah. Maybe, maybe the so guy was hungry. Oh, yeah, he probably <laughs> Now I want Chinese. That's the one of the foods that you can't talk about. Like you can't, like you know, can't say Chinese food because then your body wants it instantaneously. Chinese food. Yeah. I'm so depressed that like there's probably never gonna be Chinese buffets anymore. Like oh that. my god! <laughs> crab legs. Crab legs. I'm gonna miss crab like, legs. That's probably did you know Sizzler went bankrupt. No. It made me a little sad. Sizzler went bankrupt years ago. No, there was it was still around. It was? They, there wasn't any around here, but it was still around. But yeah, they went bankrupt. And I'm sure all those bu- like big name, like the chain buffet places, because yeah. they're big in the in the middle of the country. Oh. Like I told you, when I was in West Virginia, like 
that was their idea of like going out. Like, Damn. yeah, yeah, we go to Old Country Buffet or go to you know Eaton Park or. or uh, what was Shoney's. I was gonna say Shoney's. Yeah. Um, I never was, heard of any of this. Oh, uh, Ponderosa. Southern. Oh, go to Ponderosa. And they have steak buffet. Wow. Steak. That, <laughs> sounds, that sounds really good. But that, that was like, good. and and a lot of them used to be open twenty four hours. So like, you know how we have a million diners everywhere? Like out in West Virginia, it's all like, <laughs> like what you can eat buffet. <laughs> Like I've been to too many Oikini buffets at like four in the morning. Oh, like, nice. <laughs> and that's like a normal thing. That yeah. sounds like the best time. That's like a normal thing. Because you get, in a college town, you get a lot of business. There used to be a place that sold eggs that was only open from like two to like seven in the morning or something. What? And they would do all their business during that time. That's crazy. It was all drunk people. Wow. Going to get late night, like, eggs. What patience these people must have had, man. <laughs> right. They used to do a thing, they used to do a thing uh, at our college, um, like, it was it was to try to prevent people, from, like, from going out and partying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it would be like, you know, like, they called it up all night, and, like, they would, the, the student center would be set up kind of like you were having, like, a big party. They would have, like all these different things going on like sometimes they would have like they would just have dumb shit like they would have those sumo suits and 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 like you know they would set up like you know dunk tanks and all kinds of dumb stuff like for people and no one would ever go to do any of that but what they they had free food if you were a student they had free food so like they would have food they would have like snack kind of food like early in the night so we, we usually used to go there before we would go to the bars and we would load up on food, Ooh. and they would have like nachos and pretzels and hot dogs. <laughs> oh, dude! I wish. And then from two house. to four in the morning, they would have breakfast. They would serve breakfast, and I, we would always laugh because we would be like, "They know what they're doing." Like, yeah. But I think the breakfast was more like to get everybody off the streets and like not have them out <laughs> like getting in trouble. So at two in the morning, all the drunk people would show up, and and this place would be packed. Did they have decent breakfast? It was like the same breakfast you would get from the dining halls. So, I mean, was Scrambled it great? Eggs. Was it great? No. no. But if you're a drunk college student and you have no money to go get food yourself, it was amazing. Oh, it was imagine, free. Yeah. What's it was one like, of the breakfasts that they, you had? They would have eggs. They would have hash browns. They would have... They usually wouldn't have everything. Like, they would have a couple things each week. Like, one week they would have, like, eggs and sauces and bacon. And mm-hmm. like the next week they would have, like, pancakes. and you know. But they would have oatmeal and cereal and, all, wow. you know, all kinds That's of cool. stuff. Nice. And it would just be, you'd see the line of just people just standing there, stumbling back and forth, waiting to get their food. <laughs> they changed the cafeteria at Caldwell, because I went to Caldwell University. Yeah. When I went there, their food was fucking horrible. Yeah. Like, their sandwiches were pay, just like, disgusting. Did you pay, like, for a meal plan because you lived at home? Uh, no, I would just, like, I would never eat there, really, unless I had, like, a late well, class. Go, like, yeah. So I would just something. go with my friends and be like, let's grab a burger or something. The burgers were all right, but, like, one time I got a salad, okay? And I took the cellophane off, and there was a spider in it with a web. Oh, oh with the web? With the web. That means so, he like, was in there a while. it was trapped in there, and it created a home. Yeah. It created a home for itself amongst the lettuce leaves. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and the girl that I was sitting with, her mother, was one of the cafeteria people. Okay. And I went, there's a friggin' spider, spider living in, in, my in my food. food. Yeah. And she goes, that's not their fault. It's not their fault. The, Who, the spider? The, yeah, right? No, she was talking about, like, the cafeteria people. She goes, it's not their fault if a spider ends up in there. And I wanted to be like, 
this is long-term home. Like, this is long, like, it's not like it just went in there. I suppose it wasn't like, like eggs. They went it was shopping. Yeah. They went home shopping so after that, and chose that sandwich. That's what I'm saying. Boxes yeah. and yeah. shit. Sparkle lounger. It set up an Amazon <laughs> Prime scotch. account. Like, just, yeah, like, right. like, what the fuck? So, like... I, what the hell? So, um, I would never get like food. What my friend and I would do, we'd go in and we'd get croutons because they were free, and we would just eat oh, croutons. Man, free croutons. Oh, they were so good. I've never had a crouton so amazing. You want to know some of the tricks we used to do? Is that? Um, so, because we never had money, so yeah. we we used to try to like take. We used to try to figure out ways to take whatever you could from the dining hall, and I was lucky because my freshman year. There was only a couple dining halls in my freshman year. The the uh, dorm I was in, one of the dining halls was in that dorm, so all you had to do was walk downstairs. So right. we used to we would take the empty bags of bread and we would fill them up with cereal. We would bring, uh, we would like get like a gallon jug of water and empty it out and like yeah. go down there and fill it up with milk. Uh, we used to take the everything, the, the desserts, they would have like brownies and cookies, we would take all the desserts, because we had mini fridges in our dorms too. Sure, right? yeah. We had like the mini fridges with the little cheap microwave on the top, so Perfect. you could heat up your ramen noodles. That sounds very college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I remember at first, you thought it was like the greatest thing ever, because they had like everything. They yeah. Just, they would have like the hot food, but then they would have cereal and they would have cold cuts and they would have like everything. Our cold cuts were like horrible, dull Well, then colors. we figured out after a while, you figure out that they do something to the food Ugh. because they do something to the food to make you full. And I think all buffets do this. I think the Chinese buffets do it too because we would notice like we would get super baked and we would go down there and be ready to eat like. You know, twenty pounds of yeah. food, and you would eat like a plate of food, and be like, "My man, I'm full." Like, uh, I'd be like confused. Yeah. Like, why are we full? We shouldn't be full. Yeah, it's weird. Like, right? unless you were eating like the cereal or like something that they couldn't fuck with. But like, well, and they said the weird, weirdest stuff. They they didn't have steak or um, chicken nuggets. They had steak nuggets. And we were always like, what? Oh, like, that what? sounds really horrible. <laughs> and they were gross. They were so That sounds gross. fucking steak horrible. Nuggets. What the fuck nuggets. is a steak nugget? It's nothing I would think of. That's for sure. It was exactly what you that's would think it was. really horrible. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That sounds like a good band name. Steak, steak nuggets? nuggets? No, I wouldn't go see That's them. like three DMT trips later. I'm, steak nuggets. I'm good at coming up with <laughs> band names. So I like steak nuggets. That's a good one. <laughs> we are steak nuggets. Steak nuggets. Yeah, steak nuggets. When I used, to, when I used to like help out at my friend's club, I used to see the weirdest band names. Ah, weirdest band names? Like what? I don't. Know. The guy. No, do you want one? Um, my favorite was Goat Whore. But Goat like, Whore. That's yeah. I've heard of that name actually. They're like oh, a metal, yeah. like a yeah, yeah, they're a death metal, metal band. right? Yeah, this was like the, this club would have like. It was more towards like metal, but they had all different kinds of bands. And, um, I wish I had more examples off the top of my head, but now I can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that one owl something. Remember, I owl Jolson. No, no, that's a good one though. I think my favorite was Bobby. My brother, he had 
Oh God, what was the name of his band? The Alan Rickman Project. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. What that was it? so good. Or they have a song called "Get Snaped." Or something like that. <laughs> there was one. There was one metal band that was called. That's good, Tony. There was a metal band that was called Bill Nye. Just uh, Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah. It was their name, Bill Nye. <laughs> they were weird. <laughs> you ever, you ever watch? You ever seen Neighbors? With uh, Seth Rogen and Zac Efron. Mm. Dude, so, like, uh, it's, like, one of those, like, cheesy frat movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, mean, I know of it. I just haven't seen it yet. Well, there's one scene. Seth yeah, me too. There's this one scene where it shows, well, Zac Efron's, like, the frat boy guy, like, the frat leader. And, like, they're doing Rush. And yeah. they're giving all these, like, these freshman nicknames. And, like, one of them's, like, you know, ass juice. One of them's, like, something else. And then one of them, it's, like, all these inappropriate things. And then one of them's Lee Michelle. Like, from oh, Glee. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. That's funny. Yeah, just a totally like random thing. I guess uh I guess uh what's her name? Rachel from uh Glee is a pejorative now. I don't know. I didn't watch Glee. I, I saw some of it. I saw the first few seasons. I I'm a I'm somewhat of a theater kid, kind of. I oh, did yeah? senior year, yeah. Yeah, I do cool. it was weird. Like I uh senior year, um I just on a whim decided to audition for the school musical. And, and I got, got it. I got yeah. I, it awesome. was Les Miserables, and I got Marius. Nice. I've never seen Les Miserables. Is that one of the bigger parts, or? Yeah, it's um, it's not the main main guy, but it's one of the. It's like an ensemble cast, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The main guy is a guy by the name of John Valjean. Whole different. Yeah, story that was there. the guy that Russell Crowe played, right? No, he played a guy named Inspector Javert. Oh, okay. Well, who played? Did Hugh Jackman play? Javert? Yep. Oh, okay. That's All right. right. I I've never seen it, but like I know of it. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's very sad though. I've heard, I've heard. Yeah, very sad. I feel like a lot of... I'm not a big musical guy, but no. I feel like a lot of those musicals are sad. <laughs> yeah, very sad. I've always... The, one, the, the only one I've ever wanted to see, I told her because she um, she wants to go... Like, she loves musicals, and I took her to see Wicked, which was torture for me. But oh, she was loved it? it. <laughs> but I told her the only one I've ever wanted to see is Book of Mormon, because oh. I've heard how genius it is. It's... And, I mean, you can recommend and, a Mormon. <laughs> And Trey and Matt are just geniuses, so I, I would watch agree. that in a second. But um, that's cool that you got it. I I always, when I look back, I wish I would have went out for it because I feel like those guys got all the chicks too, <laughs> or and they, they got to hang out with all the chicks, all the drama guys. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah, you know it was weird. Um, there were a lot of girls that did uh, drama. Yeah, I got to hang out with them. It was funny because I was only really like in the drama department for like a year, so I had that really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then of course, like by the time I was kind of like hit my stride, like being known as the kid that can perform and can play. That's cool. We graduated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was it was a really good experience. That's man. Cool, I had a really that. good. Um, like I still remember being backstage, like for the productions, and like yeah. my friend Raymond. Yeah, yeah. And stuff. It was just really a good experience. A lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, man. It was. Uh, it's gotta be cool to perform in front of people. Oh gosh, like you wouldn't I believe. I don't think I ever have. Never. It was in like a third grade play. Okay. I played. Uh, it was Christopher Columbus, and I played uh, King Ferdinand. King Ferdinand. <laughs> Is that a Spanish? I had like king? four lines. He was yeah, King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella. They were the Spanish king and queen that sponsored like him? funded his yeah voyage to oh, the new world. Wow. That had like four lines. I think that was like third grade. <laughs> did, you get, did you have like a feather hat and all my that? My mom, no, my mom made my costume because I mean it was, you know, public school. We didn't right. have like lavish costumes. My mom made like a crown for me and like a cape 
and I just wore like a button down shirt and <laughs> nice <laughs> I, as they did back. I in don't the have day. a picture on my computer. I would show you, but my mom has the picture somewhere uh, of amazing. me like uh, in costume. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like? Did you stand upright with like your chin up, like I'm king now? <laughs> I was nervous. I only had four lines, and I remember being so nervous. Yeah. But like, I, and like I like spent like weeks memorizing the four lines. I had those lines down. My man. I don't know how people like, like especially like big monologues and stuff. I have no idea how people memorize that stuff. Oh, it's it insane! Be, it's super hard. Like music seems easier to me because like your brain, I feel like you know, like because it's music, like retains it like on a different level almost you know what i mean i would say yeah I would like definitely the music kind of like or like the melody or whatever will almost like jog your memory you know what i mean like oh absolutely your melody and like the words just come to you just like, come to you yeah like something when you see people do like these long monologues i'm just like how the fuck do they know it like that must be insane having to sit there and like painstakingly it just go it, every it little gives thing you like right? an appreciation for like people who can really act because like sometimes you think it's just kind of a lot of it's just kind of bullshit but People that can really act, like, you you know, it gives you, like, more respect for them. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, especially when you're on Broadway, like, it's it's really hard to make any kind of living. And that's why it's crazy that they don't make any money, because it seems like they have the toughest acting job. Yeah. Like, movie stars make the most money, that seems like the easiest TV seems more difficult, and then you make less money, and then Broadway seems... Yeah, right, there's levels, right, right. Because yeah, movies, man. you have so much time, like, you know, like, they always talk about on movie sets about how you just sit around and do nothing. Yep, that's right. Like, like, it just seems like it would be a lot easier to, like, to be good in a movie as opposed to, like, being good on TV or in a play or a anything, play, like, yeah. live, like. I feel like there's a lot more prep. I, I mean, I've never acted in a film or, like, on stage, but I, I still remember, well, I mean, well, I actually, well, I've never been on Broadway, mind. But no, you haven't been on Broadway. Not yet. yet. No, no, no. <laughs> haven't been on Broadway. Your time but will come. yeah, but uh, <laughs> but no, I definitely I remember leading up to the show, like you know, Lame Rob, just the unbelievable pressure to get everything right. I can yeah, it man. Was insane. This is live. That's you know, that's it, man. And especially now with the internet and shit, like yeah, I feel like. It, Back in the day, like, you could screw up, even, like, even in a band, you know? You screw up, like, a line or something, you know? Only the people that were there noticed. But exactly. now, like, like that's why the Millie Vanilli thing was so big, because it was on live television. Right. Like, if Millie Vanilli had done that in a club somewhere, like, back then, word probably would have never even spread that yeah. far that yeah. it happened. But when it's on live, same thing with that Ashley Simpson. Remember that Ashley Simpson thing? I was thinking about that the other day, because I was like, what the fuck ever happened to Ashley Simpson? Yeah, right. Because she just disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah. But like yeah. something like that, like that's live, man. You it is. fucking, you screw up, that's it. You're that's done. That's it. You're done and like you have to just keep going with it. And then I was thinking, so you remember the SNL thing. Do you remember a couple weeks later, she did the halftime show at the Orange Bowl? I don't remember that. Oh, no. dude. Oh, dude. Let me see if I can find it. It's got to be on YouTube. So a couple weeks later, it's even better. It's even better than the SNL thing because a couple weeks later, she went, she, uh, she was good. She did the halftime show at the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl is like a college football. Um, they always have like bowl games around New Year's Day. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh? So it was like, it's like a big game. It's nationally televised. Like a lot of people watching. Yeah. Watch it'll probably come up as soon as I start typing. Ashley Simp. Simp fan. Simpson. Simpson Orange Bowl. 
<laughs> let's see. I'll just show you the I'll just show or maybe they just have a clip of her getting booed at the end. Yeah, they do. Getting <laughs> booed? Wait, whoa, whoa. So, uh, so I, I don't know I'll anything about you. this. I'm surprised. All right, so before I play it, I'll explain it. All right. So she's doing the halftime show at the Orange Bowl, right? Right. So, like, big stage in, in a giant football – they're in – like there's, like, 80,000 people there. They're in a giant football stadium. Yep. She's doing her one of her bullshit songs, and she can't sing. So throughout the whole song, I, she's singing live. I – I'm assuming she's singing live because this was not long after the SNL thing. Like, right, So yeah. she didn't want to take a risk of singing a track again. Oh, God, but most yeah. people, when they do like halftime shows or something like that, they sing the track. Right. She's singing live and she can't sing. So it's even more evident because you're in this... So she's singing terribly. They're yeah. going through this dumb song. And she's like... She finishes the song. She gives it like her big ending. And she's like... Ugh! She's like... And the last line is like, Make you want to scream! And she goes, Make you want to scream! And you hear the audio from the stadium. And it's just 80 thousand people going Burr! wow <laughs> out of here and she was really trying too oh dude she's giving it her all watch they got the band dancers everything that choreography is kind of funny looking though already oh <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah the announcer can't even come back in. Ooh. Imagine if you're the announcer. <laughs> oh, man. That horrid. <laughs> I can't imagine. What's the funniest part to me is you're the announcer sitting there, and you kind of come back in, and you're like, Okay. Um, What, what do I do? <laughs> well, uh, go quit your day job, folks. Did you see how she's, like, really going for it? <laughs> really going for it but it's just kind of jerky and just not that good <coughs> oh my god oh my gosh that is one of the funniest things <laughs> oh i hate her so much yeah yeah it must have been a rough this year was for like, her man <laughs> it was like uh what 2003 or something okay. 2004 yeah and after that seriously after that she disappeared to face the earth <laughs> fuck if I, if I were her i would have done the same man did you see how big that stadium was? It was huge. They were all booing, man. Yes. And it almost it almost oh. sounds like the, the the guy on the board is putting the crowd volume up, but nope. I don't think he is. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, those, those band people too are just like looking around like, damn, really? And the dancers, they're all just like, yeah. We know. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> oh, my Show God. Show must go on. Oh, my God. God, oh, That's man. the best. That is, the, that is something else. Like, I hate that people sing to tracks when they do stuff like that, but the environment, I don't see how you could perform live and do it well in that kind of environment. Like, you're almost, like, forced to sing to track. <laughs> like... Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got, like, fireworks happening behind you. You got dancers everywhere. And it's not, you know, the sound is is traveling weird because you because yep. of where you are. It's just right, it's not right. it's not a situation for for a musical performance. It's you know really what I mean? Not, and it's no. not the crowd either. That's why I never understood like the 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 halftime the, the bands when they pick these shit bands for halftime show for the Super Bowl. It's yeah. never for the crowd at the stadium. It's for the the idiots watching that don't watch football all year round. 
You know, like they're catering to them. The only good run they had was after the Janet Jackson thing when they had those couple years of like Tom Petty and yeah. Bruce Springsteen. And that, no, those were McCartney sick. And, yeah. But now they've gone back to like old shitty like pop acts again. It, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like what year did it change where they started doing like contemporary pop acts? They used to never, they used to never, they used to never televise the halftime show. Oh, really? So it used to be so back in like the seventies and eighties, it was like march. It was like a co- It was like marching bands and like. Or I remember. Yeah, I'll look up a list of. This is why I like having the internet nearby. Oh, it's quite beautiful. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice thing to have. So, because they used to just do and like. Back then, it was a show for the people in the stadium because yeah. it wasn't even on TV. So they would do like dumb shit. Let's see. Yeah, the first one was a band, marching band, marching band, marching band, um, marching band. Yeah, it was marching bands until, let's see. Tribute to the Bicentennial. Up with people. Oh, that must have been terrible. <laughs> Do you what remember Up? You ever heard of Up with People? Never. They were like, they've been spoofed on over the years, but they were like this performing group. They would go to schools and stuff, and they would do songs about like positivity and like. Oh god. <laughs> positivity. <laughs> like being friends and all that stuff. Uh, salute to the Caribbean. Salute to Big Band. Mardi Gras festival. It used to be stuff like this. Salute to Motown. Oh, this is the early eighties oh, now. Cool. I like Motown. Uh, marching bands. We're still in the eighties. Eighty six. Up with people. They had up with people numerous times. Uh, Chubby Checker and the Rockettes. Huh. In nineteen eighty eight. Well, okay. Um. Marching bands, 91. See, I think, I want to say Michael Jordan. All right, so 91, that was the 25th anniversary of the Super Bowl. That was New Kids on the Block. But I don't think that was on TV either. 92 was Gloria Stefan, and it was a tribute to the Olympics. I don't think that was on TV either. I think it was the, yeah, it was, must have been the Michael Jackson one. 1993, the one in past the Rose Bowl in California. Oh. They had Michael Jackson, because I remember I was like 11 or 12. And that one they had on TV, because I remember they had, uh, networks used to do counter-programming to the Super Bowl halftime show. They don't really yep. do it anymore. Yeah. But back when there were less channels, the networks used to do counter-programming. So I remember MTV, I think this was the year, and MTV did the Butt Bowl, and they did, butt bowl. uh, be, they would air Beavis and Butthead during the uh. halftime <laughs> show, and they would have a count, a countdown clock in the corner letting you know when the game was coming back on. Oh, so instead of watching the halftime, so I, I, I don't remember watching Michael Jackson because I think I watched the Butt Bowl. Of course. But yeah, see, then after that, Clint Black, this is all country people. I, I don't think that no was on TV that is, either. Patti LaBelle, Teddy Pendergrass. Was that a... That's like R&B. I don't know yeah. if that was on TV. She did a song with the Michael McCartney. Diana Ross. Okay. That one might have been on TV. I remember this... Oh, this one was awful. The Blues Brothers oh, Bash. Oh, Dan Aykroyd? Oh. This was when Dan Aykroyd had the great idea to bring the Blues Brothers back with uh, John Belushi's lesser talented brother, brother, Jim Belushi, and John Goodman. Why John Goodman? He was friends with John. I don't know. Yeah. Remember how? Because John Goodman's in the sequel. Did you ever, ooh, talk about bad movies. That's a really fucking terrible movie. The Blues Brothers sequel. Oh, I never seen it. 
he made a sequel. I think it was around this time. He started opening up. Cl- I mean, the clubs are all over the country now. House of Blues. Those were all Dan Aykroyd's clubs. It was really? his idea. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. In the late 90s, he started opening up these clubs. And wow. he would go there and perform as the Blues Brothers. But it would be him and Jim Belushi. And then I think he started working John Goodman in because they were friends. And John Goodman liked to sing there, too. So, like, they oh, incorporated man. John Goodman. And, yeah, they... Well, he doesn't own them anymore. I'm sure he cashed out and made a fortune. But he started all of those... House of Blues, basically. That's amazing. It was his original idea, yeah. Wow. And that was around the time they did the movie, because it was the late 90s. Perfect. And the movie... Do do not watch the movie. The second movie? No, I won't. It it, it will tarnish everything, but it it, it actually... No, you know what? It actually makes... it makes you appreciate the, the the greatness of the Blues Brothers even more because it's so bad. And, and the whole time you're watching it, I'm just like, why? Why? Why, Dan? Why'd you do this? There's no need for it. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. That one was definitely on TV because I remember me and my dad watching that. Yeah, my God. That was 97. Oh, Boys to Men. That 98 was Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, Queen Latifah. Wow. <laughs> my I hear that Motown Philly, man. There we go. Um, 99 was Gloria Stefan, Stevie Wonder, Big Bad Ooh. Voodoo Daddy. Wow. Never heard, but... They were... Do you remember when... Uh, see, this is this shows our age difference, too, because uh, there was a resurgence of swing music in the late 90s. You know who Brian Setzer is? Yeah, Stray Cat? Brian, yeah. Brian Setzer. So he was around for the initial boom of swing with uh-huh. the Stray Cats and everything, sure, or the sure. comeback of swing. So then there was another comeback of swing in the nineties, and he had oh, this. Man. He, I, instead of getting the Stray Cats back together, he had a new band called the Brian Setzer Orchestra, <laughs> and there were a couple other bands that became popular around this time. And yep. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy was one of them. They were like a big, like swing band. Yeah. Wow, man. Two thousand. Uh, Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. This one Disney started. Disney did him a couple years before MTV got involved because two thousand was Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias. Uh, Tony Braxton. Right. Wow. Um, in 2001, ooh, this one was bad. The Kings of Rock and Pop. The Kings. Aerosmith, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. Oh. Amazing. Goddamn, Aerosmith performed Walk This Way with NSYNC and Britney Spears. Wow. They should have just fucking ended it after that. Uh, this one, mm-hmm. this was the September 11th one, U2. So that was an exception to the rule because it was 9-11 and I don't know why they felt like they needed to get U2, but anyway. They're pretty... Uh, yeah. <laughs> the next year was Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. That's weird. Message in a bottle. <laughs> um, ooh, this one was bad too. 2004, Jessica Simpson. Oh, this was the Janet Jackson one. Nipgate. Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and Justin Timberlake. Oh, God, I forgot wow. Kid Rock was involved in that. Yeah, so that I was Nipplegate. So then, of yeah. course, they were like, we need the safest man in America, Paul McCartney, which was the first great one. That was 2005. Okay. Then it was the Rolling Stones. I remember <laughs> that, 2006. Um, 2007 was Prince. Prince. Um... Covered the Foo Fighters, I remember. Yeah. And you know why he did that? I don't know. Because he's pissed at the Foo Fighters. Really? Because Prince is a weirdo. I'm not... I respect Prince, and I know he's a genius, but I, I've never been a huge fan of Prince. Like, personally, or whatever. He, uh... 
and his attitude, he's a real, you know... The stuck-up guy. From so, movie. for some reason, he hated people covering his songs. And the Foo Fighters covered... you ever hear them cover Darling Nikki? No, I never. They do a kick-ass cover of Darling Nikki. Do you know the song Darling Nikki? I feel like I would if I heard it. Was it off of... It wasn't off of Purple Rain, was it? Uh, I honestly don't remember what album it was off of, because I don't know Prince's catalog that much. But they did. They released a cover of "Darling Nikki" as like a B side to I forget which song to one of their singles, and uh, it's uh, it kicks ass, dude. And it got radio play. So radio stations started playing it, and it actually like I think it charted them like what, like like the mainstream rock chart or whatever. Okay. And apparently, Chris uh, Prince didn't like it and got pissed off. Ooh. So. At when he did the Super Bowl performance, apparently that was supposed to be like a dig at the Foo Fighters. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Dave Grohl has said he, he thought it was like the coolest thing in the world because he loves Prince. But yeah. But dude, they do such a good version of this song. They they put out so one year on Record Store Day they put out a uh, album called Medium Rare and it's oh, just nice. an EP of all covers. Ooh. And it was covers they did in the past. And it was new ones, too. They did Band on the Run. They did uh, wow. Cream's I Feel Free. They did... Uh, oh, that's a good one. I forget what else is on there. But this was on there. Did you ever hear them cover Jerry Rafferty's Baker Street? No, I haven't. Oh, do you know uh, the Jerry Rafferty song, Baker Street? Yeah, it has that saxophone... Is it one of those? Is it one of those like ubiquitous ones that I probably will know if you hear it? It's like elevator music. This rocks so hard. Dude. It is a rocking tune. Oh, Dave Grohl, there he is. Um. Wait, so I lost my train of thought. What was? Oh, Baker Street. Baker Street. Yeah. Baker Street. It's like the, it's got this saxophone solo. Like you'll hear it and you'll be like, oh, okay, I know that. Late 70s? I didn't know there was a long version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Really stretch out the intro here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know It's like the one. greatest sax solo ever. <laughs> Look at the smoke. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw this. This is hysterical. Oh, did it really freeze frame on him? Oh, yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now you got to hear... The Foo Fighters cover? Yeah. All right, that's good. So he does that as a riff, and it's fucking amazing. Amazing. Oh, I didn't sign it. Oh, great. Come on. I don't. I've never met a single person that likes YouTube ads. I know. You know what I mean? Never in my life. And it seems like they've gotten worse. But again, I don't have to watch them anymore, so I love it. Is it a premium you got? I have. Yeah, I have YouTube premium. It's like, this is like too. this is like one of my, probably my top five favorite of their songs. And it's not even their song; they just do such a good version of it. And this was on 
what's I don't know what it says what single. Like, this was the B side um, to one of the singles from the color and the shape. So they did this mm. in like '97. That was a good year for them, man. Yeah. I, you know what? I probably have the single somewhere. I can't remember which song it was, but yeah, they always used to. Bands don't do that anymore because I guess there's not the singles anymore. But they used to always have a cool B-side when they would put out a single. Like, in my day, we used to buy CD singles, Tony, back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> and usually, they would only be one song. A lot of bands would only do one song. Right. Some bands would do the B-side, so yeah. it'd be two songs. They would. I have a couple of their singles where they would put like four or five songs on there, and oh, man. Would, it would be like a couple covers, or it'd be like Nirvana always used to do that too. But they would put like a live song on there, or because I remember that was how I had first heard that. Did you ever hear that Nirvana song, Moist Vagina? <laughs> Never heard that. Oh, uh, dude, they, that tune. <laughs> he has this song called Moist Vagina, and it's a B-side on one of their on like the Come As You Are single or something and it's such a weird song uh, yeah like and they would put like the stuff that would like they would never actually put out on an album you know and that was so cool because we used to there used to be a Sam Goody down the street from my parents house okay and Renick's lived a block away from me so nice. every week we would walk to Sam Goody and we would look through all the CD singles and see if like they would have like a cool import in there or something yeah, yeah, or, like, yeah. yeah like we would find so much cool stuff from that like that doesn't exist anymore that's one of the things that bums me out about music now is like bands still do cool shit but it's not like that where you can like meet up with your buddy and it's not those and... cool little like treats anymore no you yeah know? that's why I've, I've that's one of the reasons why they've always been my favorite band is they always do cool shit for the fans Even still, like yeah I remember when uh, those Paris attacks happened yep. uh, a couple years ago. I forget what year that was, but uh, they released, they, they, they just took five songs that they had stored away yep. that they never released, and they put out a five-song EP, and all, they put it out for free, and then uh, they put a link to donate to the people that were affected by the Paris attacks. And oh, just that's like, so Here you cool, go, man. Like, and that's donate amazing. if you can. Yeah. Like, they would do shit like that, you know what I mean? Was that the St. Cecilia EP? Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a there's a couple really good songs on there, and it's just like these are their throwaway songs. It's just about how good they are, man. <laughs> like imagine what else they got lying around. Oh, you know? exactly. Like um, <clears throat> perfect example of a band like that is Red Hot Chili Peppers, especially during the City Marcadium era, because like in like '06, like I love the Chili Peppers. I do too. They're my favorite. But like they obviously uh, City Marcadium's a double album. Yes. Rick and, Rubin, great yep, album. Yes, he did. And he there's like a whole album's worth of B-sides that they call Venus, because you know the two sides of Stadium Arcadium are Jupiter and Mars. Uh-huh. And I will tell you that they're some of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. I don't say that lightly. So, I'm... Like, Million Miles of Water I'm pleasantly is surprised that you've told me something that I haven't heard of, because I have not heard of that. And yeah. I'm surprised that I haven't. So now I'm going to go seek that out. Ch- please. Because I, I love the Chili Peppers, and especially the, especially the Rick Rubin stuff. Like, oh, me too. Uh, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic. Yeah. Californication, Steve Arcadium. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Fucking incredible house. Mother's Milk. Rick Rubin didn't do Mother's Milk. No, he didn't. Mother's it was Michael Milk's Bindler. a great album, too. But uh, I love, I, I, when I was a kid, they were, it was funny when you, when we were on the phone before and you were saying like, you know, like, uh, the first band you got into or whatever, like, or, and I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember like that moment when I, like, I remember when I was a kid, like, uh, you know, when I got to like eight, nine, ten or whatever, like I 
would listen to like pop music. Like I would listen to like the pop music of the day. Sure, you know, yeah, yeah. And I would start to get into it and listen to what my my parents luckily had good taste because later on I would recognize a lot of the songs that my I would listen to in the car with my parents. And be like, holy shit, that was the Beatles or whatever. But right. Chili Peppers were one of those first bands because they were one of they were an MTV band, especially mm-hmm. of that time. Yeah, like Chili yep. Peppers, Nirvana. Uh, I remember um, Nevermind and Blood Sugar Sex Magic were when I got my first CD player when I was like. Ele- it was either my 11th or 12th birthday yeah my parents got me a boombox CD player and two of the albums I bought were Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Nevermind and uh wow man they fucking they so speaking of so since you play the bass you will appreciate this do uh, you know the song Don't Forget Me yes I do he's playing he's so, playing bass what are they call these are called double stops like when you're playing not quite whole chords. So I was gonna ask you if this is hard to play. Not the intro, obviously, but when, oh, he, the bong, when he gets into the yeah. It's actually not. No. It's okay. really not, no. Okay, cool. So this version. Um it, what he's doing right there isn't that hard either. This version, uh, me and Renix are obsessed with. It's like one of the best versions of this song. Like for Shanti goes crazy. Oh, dude, I know. And uh oddly enough, I actually because I'd gotten into them so much as a kid, I bought One Hot Minute the day it came out, the uh-huh. album they did with Dave Navarro. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I love Dave Navarro. And... What do you think of the album, though? I'm scared. I'm one of the few people that like that album. I like the album, too, yeah. I know it's not, like, a traditional Chili Peppers album. Yeah. And I heard that the reason why it was, like, kind of, like, tumultuous was because Dave Navarro had just gotten clean and Kiedis was... had relapsed and yep. started doing heroin again. And so create a lot of tension between them. That's what I've heard in, in years since. Have you but been... there are a couple songs. There's a song in particular called Coffee Shop. I don't know if you ever heard it. The Coffee Shop. It's a It's banger, one of my favorite dude. Chili Pepper songs. Mine too. So I I think that album's always been underrated. I agree. But uh It's just so different from the every other album they put out. It's much darker. Yeah, creepy. yeah. And like a lot of people look at it as like a blip on their radar, but I think it's kind of like I don't think it's cool that John Frusciante went and did, became a junkie for a few years, but I think it's cool yeah, that like yeah. they went and explored this other area, but then they came back John with Frusciante, John. and that's why I'm so excited that he's coming back again. Oh yeah, because I feel like he's just a weird dude. Like he just beats to his own drum. Oh, I only take like so many years because they're the two, they're, they're one of those bands that just t- tours relentlessly. Relentlessly, too. yep. And that was actually why John left the first time, because mind you, like when he, was he joined, like 19. yeah, very young. And so, Could you like, fucking imagine, dude. No, I because can't. Because that was I would have done the same thing. He that was done. Mo- the Mother's Milk. Mother's Milk won platinum, and yeah. I forget who they opened for supporting that album, but they had Tom started. Thinks? They had started to get traction, and they were becoming popular. Right. But Blood Sugar Sex Magic really fucking. I mean, blew them like the 15 hell million up. Copies. Yeah. So I can't imagine like just showing up. Into that, like because the other 20, guys had been around, they had already put out four or five albums at yeah. that point. Like, so they were kind of like ready for it, you know. Yep. I couldn't imagine being nineteen and just being thrown into that right away. Like, here you fucking go. Yup. So you couldn't handle it, so you just kind of. That's why I always left, feel yeah. like. That's why I feel like, uh, like, like Dave Grohl has always not to always go back to Dave Grohl, but that's uh, why I always why feel like 
he's he's been able to handle everything too because he fucking dropped out of high school and started to- and was a drummer for a metal band touring around the country yep. when he was like seventeen. That's right. So like he went through all that, got all that shit out of his system. That's right. And now he's he you know knows how to hang and knows how to handle himself. Like yep. he still drinks, he still parties, he still yeah. like, but he knows what to do and what not to what do. Not and to, he's yeah. seen so many people. Like I can't imagine. I've heard him in interviews talk about, and I've heard Mark Lanigan talk about it too, how many of their friends they've seen die. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because so many of those people have died. Like, you like, even, um, you know, even like in later, you know, even Chris Cornell dying and like even in later years. Yep. You know, like it's crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy what like um, just the nature of touring is. It's like you're, you're putting yourself in a situation where you're among people like 24 hours, seven days a week on the road constantly very unhealthy for you like taxing for your immune system just for your you can probably get like neck and back problems from traveling alone oh yeah that's why I can't imagine like what is involved in the entire ooh that's a, that's that's so hero what he's doing right there I mean they're the, that is their peak bro that was their fucking peak this is, what was this like 06, this 07 is like, yeah this is like a, oh no it's 